Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. <laughs> um, we are doing our third holiday special. These are uh, special episodes that are coming out every Friday. Is it every Friday? Yeah, four Fridays in a row. What did we do four to ourselves? Four Fridays in a row. I was going to say every Friday in December, but that's not right. Yeah, we started in November. <laughs> I don't even know what month it is. What's <laughs> happening? Okay, so today we're going to talk about loving the holidays or at least getting through the holidays as a divorced, separated, a divorced or separated mom or a blended family. And I think this is obviously a topic near and dear to my heart. This will be my third, uh, my third holiday season since um, separating from yeah. my now ex-husband. And so I've learned a lot. And I grew up in blended families and divorced families. So my mom um, and dad obviously divorced and then my dad remarried and had stepkids on that side and my mom did not. So, well, she did, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I didn't have any step siblings on that side, but I, I've, I've experienced it all. Sarah, I know you also, you have Mm in-laws who were blended families. So even if you're a married mom, there's still probably someplace in your life, there is some blended family connection or some divorce situation. Definitely. And yeah, my husband um, grew up with divorced parents and his dad remarried. So my kids have multiple sets of grandparents and we'll get into that. But also I think, I don't know, I think for everybody, it's kind of helpful to think about the holidays and how they look different for different kinds of families. So I'm looking forward to this. And I also think, you know, last year you probably wouldn't have been ready to do this episode. You were more in the middle of it and not that, not that you've figured it all out, but you've had a little bit of experience now because we've had people ask to do this topic. And I think your initial reaction was like, "Uh, I don't know yet. You know, I was too close to it and I was still figuring it out. And I, yeah, yeah, I haven't figured it all out, but I've, I've figured some stuff out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, we and we got some great input from from a few other wise word, wise um, voices as well for this. Yeah. So, Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. 
I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. All right. Shall we dive in? Yeah. And I think I'm going to act as interviewer, right? And yeah. Kind of- and, and yeah, I kind of just I came up with some questions. We had some great Instagram questions. We have some um, fellow podcasters who called in and left some tips. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to divide this into practical and emotional. Now, here's the tricky part. They all bleed into everything else. Sure. Like the practical really, is emotional. <laughs> the practical is emotional. Like you get yeah. really emotional over sometimes really practical stuff. But I tried to kind of make the first half of the show more about the practical aspects of getting through the holiday. And then the um, emotional issues will will hit in in the second half. Yeah, so I've, got my, I've got my tea ready and I'll be sitting here doing yes, some deep breathing. You are the expert. Um, at least in in this situation. I mean, I really like the way we're doing this. So the first question is just real functional. Like, how do you decide and who gets to decide where the kids will go? And the holidays are so, it's not just like the whole vacation. It's like Christmas Eve morning, Christmas Eve night, Christmas day, all of that. Who decides that? Yeah. So this is something that really surprised me going through a divorce. Um, In Michigan, we have what's called the friend of the court. And you don't have to opt into the front of the court. You can have your lawyer, you know, you and your lawyers can work it all out. But they kind of come up with, I think what the courts have decided is sort of like the de facto schedule. Okay. If, if you don't come up with your own. Okay. And it's kind of, I, I thought it was sort of lame. Like, it's just so specific. Like, I don't know who's going to spend Columbus Day 2020 <laughs> with my kids. And it, it's that specific, but but also really not very specific. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't, to me, take into account 
real families and the fact that things change and some things are important to some people and some things are less important to other people. And I think it's really, it's one of those things that's made for people who absolutely cannot communicate with each other and uh-huh. would not, without having a plan handed to them, will not be able to figure this out. Right. Um, now, the funny thing is you, this could be in a court order. So John and I didn't end up using the, the front of the court schedule. We made up our own, but it's pretty vague. And mm-hmm. really the only reason it would ever like it's, there's a court order who's supposed to spend what days. I have no idea what the court order says, because really you get to make it up yourself. Okay. And then the only time that would be an issue is if we couldn't agree um, or one of us refused to honor right. the other person. Then we'd have to go back to court now, and figure it out. Now, when you guys have done this and you have, I think, worked well together, it sounds like, are you looking at an entire year at a time? Are you looking like, you know, okay, now it's September. We should probably talk about the winter holidays or like, is it an ongoing discussion? So for, uh, so like the way the court order is written, it's forever. So oh. it tries, yeah. So it's forever. And wow. You would have to go back and change that. Now that might mean alternating. That's a pretty common one. Okay. Like I'll get Christmas, then you get Christmas and I get Christmas. Um, that's probably the most common that I've seen is just alternating. Okay. And what we've done, because we knew that neither one of us, when we separated, were ready to be apart from our kids for an entire holiday. Like yeah. We just couldn't see it happening. Um, and we were getting along well enough that we didn't feel like we had to. So we, the way we did it was that we decided, and I'm just going to leave all the other holidays that aren't Thanksgiving and Christmas, like anything that's not happening right this yeah. time of year, I'm kind of leaving out yeah. of this discussion because those to us have always been a little more minor and we just kind of work them out as we go. Um, but the way we've done it is that Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. So for the past two holidays, we've done this together. With the kids. Like both of you together with the kids. Both of us together with the kids. Like the old nuclear family. Yeah. Yep. Like the old nuclear family. And then Christmas Day, uh, definitely last year, but I want to say the year before that too, John has had the kids. And then we've done Thanksgiving, at least like a two hour block together. So we'd like a dinner Mm -hmm. or something. Then typically he's kept the kids for the rest of Thanksgiving. And then I've taken them on the weekends to go to my sister's house because that's what we always do. And that's, you know, so we've, so we've kind of worked, that's kind of how we've worked it out. Then he gets the kids for a block of time right leading up to New Year's Eve. And I've had them on New Year's Eve because that's when my family comes into yeah. town to do like our kind of extended family Christmas. Yeah. However, all that to say it's worked. Um, I do think that it will change. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's probably right now I'm probably getting a little more disproportionately holiday days. Like mm-hmm. I think because the fact that I had had Thanksgiving. Well, no, that's actually not true because John had Thanksgiving last year. So I think it's actually worked out pretty well. I get New Year's, but so far it just hasn't been a big deal. But I, things are going to change. I guess that's my point. Yeah. It's like, and we'll get into that, like the feels around the changing yeah. um, later. But I think that one thing, I think one reason we kept it kind of purposely vague is we didn't want to feel locked in. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we start talking about probably in September, mm-hmm. um, but kind of knew that we wouldn't change it too much this year. Yeah. And that if we felt we needed to change it a lot, we'll probably have that conversation after the holiday this year to say like, how did that go? Yeah. What, what might we change next year? So we can all be prepared because nobody wants to be, nobody wants to be gobsmacked or right. like blindsided with, right. Hey, this year I actually want the kids Christmas Eve and Christmas day and blah, blah, blah. I mean like the way we have things right now that wouldn't, I don't see that happening. Right. But like either way, I think that's something we talk about year round. Yeah. And if either of you guys end up like, pretty seriously partnered up that would yeah. look different you know exactly like, yep. yeah 
Um, well, let's talk about tradition. So I know last year we did an episode where you kind of, you were in the middle of these evolving transitions and it's a great episode. It's that two-parter we did yeah. on routines, rituals, and traditions. But the, the part one is, is a lot about you navigating new traditions, um, post-divorce. So now that we're a whole year ahead, like, can you, can you pinpoint some things that you held on to of kind of the old traditions and routines and versus things that you've just had to let go of? Yeah. You know, I think everything, everything Christmas Eve and Christmas day from the outside looking in looked the same Mm -hmm. last year and the year before the same as it always had. Um, except for the fact that after Christmas, um, after the presents were opened and we ate, you know, breakfast or whatever last year, my sister was in the hospital. I Mm -hmm. went up and visited her in the hospital. And honestly, the year before that, I don't remember what I did on Christmas day, but I don't, I don't feel like I was with the kids on the whole of Christmas day. Mm -hmm. I feel like they went someplace or something. I, I really don't remember. Um, so I don't know that that was entirely healthy for for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was great for the kids. I'm glad we did it. I don't regret it at all. Um, I think it's time this year to start doing some kind of gentle changes, but not so far as I, I don't want to still do Christmas fashion and Christmas morning together in some fashion. I just Mm -hmm. think it needs to feel a little less way it used to be ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, you can't do that forever. Right? Well, and and, you guys were doing that for the kids and for right. the, for the sameness. And I agree. It's, you can give yourself permission probably now to start evolving a little bit. And on the other hand, I'm really attached to having the kids in my house on Christmas Eve. So like it's, so th- there's going to have to be a little bit of a, there's going to have to be a little bit of a, a bend here yeah. someplace. And I haven't yeah. figured out quite where it is yet. Um, as of now, we're still planning on doing Christmas Eve, um, at my place, Christmas morning at my place. And then John has the kids the rest of the day, um, to take and do whatever Mm -hmm. he would like. And then he'll have them for the next couple of days after Mm -hmm. that as well. Um, I don't know how Christmas Eve is going to look. I like, it could end up being more neutral. We might go out to dinner. I guess my point is like, things can and will change, but Mm -hmm. the change doesn't always have to come so suddenly. I know that like when I've one of the big questions that we had when we were kind of deciding to separate is like, it was only a few months to the holidays. Like, oh my gosh, what are the holidays going to look like? And mm-hmm. like, are, could either one of us bear mm-hmm. to not be with our kids on Christmas? Like, no, that's a big deal for us. Um, but like, it didn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have time. Mm-hmm. You have, as long as you and your ex can still discuss things and talk and be in the same room together, you have time to figure that out. It doesn't have to all change overnight. And I think sometimes it's, it's easy to get into kind of like very uh, black or white thinking yep. or extreme, like to take something to the most extreme. And yeah. Yeah. Like don't stay together for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like if, if that's what's keeping you from making a move that a change that needs to happen, there are ways to yep. get around that. Well, um, and it's, it's kind of like what we talk about with m- m- traditions for all families, which yes. is like you have this idea, you've got to establish them and stick to them no matter what, because that's what traditions are. But we know that traditions kind of evolve. That's the nature of them. Yeah. And in a recent episode, I can't remember if it was just last week's episode that I talked about how, you know, traditions change regardless. Right. Yes. I think it was when we were talking about our December intentions. So a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I was talking about some of the things that I'm kind of slowly changing and things that I want to do this year. Like I'm just getting into things like really wanting to have kind of an extravaganza holiday this year. Just Mm -hmm. try a bunch of new stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I've never taken my kids to like a local, um, like high school choir concert, uh-huh. like call, um, holiday concert. And I don't know why just never did like yeah. something I've always thought about doing, but I haven't done. And I just, this year, I kind of want to cram it all in and yeah. just see what we like. Yeah. And so that we can just decide like what that's going to look like. I love that. Um, another thing like, so, but here's something that's not changing. So John has always been the one since 
since forever that has taken the boys, not all the boys, but William has always been like his tree buddy. <laughs> and he's always the one, like good old reliable William. He's always the one who manages to change the tree water and all that stuff. Um, and he did that still like the first year when he um, was still living in the house because we kept the same house together for like a year. So, you know, we kept the traditions very much the same. John took the kids to get the tree. Then last year he had moved out of the house, but we were still in the same house. So he again went and got the tree. Mm -hmm. And then this year I said, do you want me to handle getting my own tree or do you want to do it? Like, I don't want to <laughs> expect that he's going to do that for me in my new house yeah. that has nothing to do with him. But like he doesn't get a tree for yeah. his house. He doesn't yeah. do a real tree. He's highly allergic. And that was always something that was important to me. He's like, no, I'll do it. Like he likes to do it. It's something he's always done. And I think for him, he, he enjoys that. And yeah. I don't care. Yeah. About and the he's tree. still like, getting the tree for his kids. You know, like right. there's so many like overlaps and like, who is this for? You know, right. he's still getting to do that with his kids. So it's not like he's just... He's not your tree monkey. Yeah. He's not my tree monkey. And I could figure it out if I had sure. to. I could do it, but I have no attachment yeah. to going to pick the tree out. I do have attachment to decorating the tree. Yes. So he doesn't have to hang around for that. Yeah. Like it's just a different thing that like he can still do. And I did ask him and I was kind of happy and relieved that he said he wanted to because it's one less thing I have to worry about yeah. changing. But I know I could have and I yeah. would have and it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, I, I guess it's kind of an amalgam right now between things that are the same and things that are changing. And, yeah. And who knows next year what might happen? He might decide he wants to get his own tree yeah. and do that at his own house. And that's yeah. fine, too. Like things will continue to change. Totally. Well, so on that note, let's talk about like getting a tree, for example, requires that you pick a day that you're going to get the tree yeah. <laughs> that he's available, that yours available. So yeah. how do you like these logistics, how much communication and planning and how does that work since there's two houses and you've got multiple yeah. adult children and we probably check in about our calendar once a week. Mm -hmm. And it's usually via, we use Google Hangouts. Um, we usually check in via Google Hangouts. We just talk about it. Um, we'll take a look like, especially around the holidays. Like right now, everything is such a like moving target Yeah, that we're probably like, I'll, I'll check it and be like, I'm sorry. I know we discussed this date, but can you just confirm for me that we switched this week for that week or yeah. that you're going to do this and that. And so we just had the discussion about the um, tree like last week and we just decided, you know, he threw out a couple dates that would work. It happened to be a date that he was going to be picking the kids up like our transition day, mm -hmm. which is Wednesday and Sunday or Wednesday and Saturday, depending on the week. And so um, we picked a Wednesday okay. and we're just going to do it then. And we're going to, this is the first year that I'm going to pull out the decorations and like divvy them up which I'm actually look like I've just kind of been the keeper of the decorations because uh -huh. he didn't really care but I said you know maybe it's time for you to take a box of decorations that are you know for you but I'm looking forward to because now there's going to be room on my tree again yeah. so I can get some new stuff I haven't yeah. bought any new stuff in years yeah so I'm kind of excited to like let him take some of the kids handmade stuff and yeah all that and yeah I so love it we just keep, the, we live inside our calendars mm -hmm. and you, we all do. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like we really live inside of it and we communicate about it a lot. And then I have a calendar on the fridge. That's just a week at a glance calendar. It's uh -huh. dry erase. And that's where I keep our weekly schedule. Um, and I just put moms, 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 dads, dads, dads. Mm -hmm. So the kids can look at it and know where they are. When I'm thinking it might be a good idea to have something temporary just for the holiday though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, especially as things get closer and like the kids always like some of them, especially like Owen really needs to know exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think all kids like yeah. to know, but, but some like, more than others needs yeah. to know. And he really wants to know, like, when am I going to see Quinn, his cousin who lives in a couple hours away? When are we going to be here? When are they coming? Mm -hmm. You know, when are we going there? When are they coming here? I think it could even just be a written mm -hmm. list of dates. I don't think yeah. it needs to be another 
calendar I buy. But I just think the more I can remind them, myself, and then the more John they communicate, the better. And yeah. the less possibility that one that something will slip and we'll end up mad at each other. Which I mean, I have to say that even in a married family there's a lot of calendar aligning during oh, the holidays yeah. <laughs> like you know did you remember sure. there's this thing at school on this night and yeah it's it's a lot yeah um so i know this isn't an issue for you guys yet but it is for a lot of our listeners and that is blending families during the holidays yeah um, yeah so i'll talk about so so right now that's not a thing for us mm -hmm. um we both have significant others neither of them have kids which mm -hmm. is helpful yeah um so things are likely to change, you know, like not this year, but next, probably if things continue the way they are right now. Um, I will say for myself, I grew up in a family with steps mm -hmm. and our holidays. I always remember feeling like my mom's holiday was very grounding. The way she did holidays was very grounding because we didn't have any steps on that side. and It was always the same. Mm -hmm. And I felt like my dad always kind of went along with who he was remarried twice. And I think he kind of let his wife take uh -huh. the lead on holiday stuff. And I'm not complaining about that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think for me, those holidays were very forgettable. Mm -hmm. Like my dad's side of the holiday was forgettable and my mom's side wasn't. And I was thinking about why that was exactly. And I think it's because it didn't feel like mine. Some Yeah, you were like in somebody else's holiday. I was in somebody yeah. else's holiday. And, and I don't know what the solution is for that. And it's actually something I think, um, I feel like being a stepmom would be such a difficult position to be in. And like, can you, like, how would you get it right? You mm -hmm. know, like that's so hard. Um, and I don't know that they could have done anything differently. And I don't, I'm not even complaining. I wasn't sad about it. It didn't bum me out. I still had fun at Christmas, but I do wonder if there was, if that's just how it has to be, or mm -hmm. if that's, you know, when, when, if it comes to the point where I'm blending a family, like how can I be thoughtful about that so mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel like, like their Christmas is becoming, is becoming cannibalized mm -hmm. by another family's. Christmas. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's just no getting around it in some, in some cases. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we do have a comment from Shannon on Instagram. I think she has some good advice and she says, we have a blended family with a 13 year old, a 13 span between year span between my husband's daughter, who's 16 and our daughters together, ages three and one. I'm still navigating this journey. And I think if I could sit down and have a chat with the me of 10 years ago, I would tell her to be flexible with all the other families scheduling. The child already has enough houses to visit and people to see. Try not to burden them, the child, with more have-tos. Carry on with your traditions. Include them in the things you love and grew up with, and they may just see the holidays from a new perspective and even you in a new light. And I think that's really yeah, good like advice, not to just cram a whole bunch of new stuff for the stepchild, the yeah. existing kid to do, um, but to like, let them see how you do things yeah. and, 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 and invite them in and you know maybe make them part of things that were always like your thing. Yeah, to do. yeah. Yeah. No, I like I that know. a lot. I like um, that a lot. Yeah, I, I think that another thing, if I had to go back to my, and let me just be clear, my parents are both dead now, so I can say this. Um, <laughs> I don't think that holidays are the time for you to dig on like your rights or to try to, and I'm putting rights in quotation marks, or to try to like draw that firm line with your ex about, them screwing up schedules or how many days you get with mm -hmm. who like that's just not what this time of year is about and yeah. kids will pick up on it um and I don't know you have to suck it up sometimes sometimes you have yeah. to suck it up really hard but like if you keep the goal in mind that this time is about like peace and goodwill and magic and it's really for your kids more than it is for you yeah you can kind of let go of some of that and I know it's so tempting to like 
get mad and bitter and irritated and resentful about, especially if you are carrying around like baggage from when you were married yeah. or partnered with somebody yeah. about things that drove you crazy during the holidays. And now it's like, you still have to deal with that crap, even though you're not with that person anymore. Right. But it's almost magnified because now it's also taking away from your experience with yeah. your own kids. I know how maddening that can be, but yeah. like, I just don't think it's the time yeah. to draw that line and to like, to be right. I just don't think it's the time to be, to get on your defensive and, and go in for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I think that's great. Um, we do have some tips from Liz and Kristen at cool mom picks and also the spawned podcast, uh, the podcast spawned with Kristen and Liz. They're actually two best friends and it turns out both are separated or divorced moms, which they were both married or partnered uh -huh. when they started their um, cool mom picks together. And mm -hmm. since then have both become either separated or divorced. So Kristen's remarried now and Liz has a significant other with kids. So they're both kind of experiencing that blended family life. And we're going to hear from Kristen in part two, but I wanted you to listen to Liz's tip because I think she's got some really solid advice. Hi, it's Liz Gumbiner from Cool Mom Picks and Spawned with Kristen and Liz. On our podcast, Kristen and I often talk about the realities of the season and how there's so much pressure to be perfect. Like you look at Instagram and people talk about winning the holidays, like, like it's something to be won. And I think we just have to let go of that and do the best we can, especially when you're divorced or recoupled or when you're even when you're blending families for the first time. I mean, that's really exciting, but there's a lot of pressure to make it like the best, most perfect, most awesome holiday ever. And I think you just have to let go of that. It's not going to happen. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be feelings you didn't know you had. There's going to be feelings the kids didn't know they had. And I think the best thing you can do is just keep really open channels of communication with your partner. Make sure you're discussing everything, that you're working out all that stuff in advance. Like when do you open the gifts? What kind of dinner do you have? Do you dress up? Do you wear pajamas? Does Santa come? There's like really big things you have to work out. And I think that'll help. Um, if I can give one tip though, one big tip, Make sure that you sign all of the gifts from both of you. All gifts come from all parents. Best thing you can do. Hope that helps. Happy holidays. Yeah, that is a really good tip. I loved hearing from Liz. Um, and that is a great segue into my next question, which is how do you guys handle the gift giving? Uh, yeah, you know, I totally agree with Liz there. When you can actually pull off having all gifts come from all parents. So far, that's how we've done it. Um, I know for some families that just wouldn't work mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. If, if you, if your ex is unreasonable, if your ex is out of the picture, if your ex like isn't going to show up at any time during the holidays and like, what's the point of putting their name on a gift or like right. your kids would know that's baloney. I mean, I do think that there's sometimes it doesn't work and I'm not sure we'll stick to it forever either. But for right now, gift giving is like very much a team effort for us. Mm -hmm. So the way we do it, we have a Google sheet it's just called kids Christmas. We have it um, split up into it's okay. So I'll just like read off the categories. We've got the kids down the left, mm -hmm. their names. And then the first column is ideas. The second column is Christmas Eve. Cause we always give them something okay. Christmas Eve. And then big gift mm -hmm. is a column mm -hmm. filler, filler mm -hmm. and stocking. I love it. And we just go through, we put all the ideas. So right now it's mostly ideas, but as we buy things, we move it from ideas into one of the other categories. Uh -huh. And typically the way it's kind of shaken out, we also both really like buying gifts mm -hmm. and we both love giving gifts. And mm -hmm. so there just didn't seem, and because we don't buy our kids a lot of gifts and we didn't want to do go down the route of doubling their gifts right. or buying too much stuff just right. because we're not together anymore. Um, it just made sense for us to go into it together this way. So we will, I usually do the stocking shopping. Mm -hmm. John does the deal seeking. 
Uh-huh. So anything that's yeah. like an electronic or something, he's already got like a whole bunch of stuff that he's been keeping an eye out for deals. Yeah. I'm terrible at keeping an eye out for deals and I don't care yeah. about that. So he's kind of handling a lot of the big gifts and I'll handle like the Christmas Eve gifts and the filler. And then we kind of do a rough tally at the end. And if one of us is way off money wise, we'll, right. even, we'll even the score then. Um, so that works and everything. Yeah, does come. That's not to say like, we haven't ever given a gift that's just from one or the other of us, like on birthdays or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm even thinking like in the future, if we did a separate holiday with a significant other, which mm-hmm. that might be happening this year, I don't mm-hmm. really know. I'm sure there's some gifts that are being given just from one or the other. And I yeah. think that's fine, but I just, I wouldn't ever want there to be a situation where it's Christmas morning and there's a bunch of gifts under the tree and they're all from me or all from him. Yep. It, it just, to me, that doesn't feel right. And I don't think that's how we would do things. Yeah. So and that's not yeah. opportunities for the kids to start keeping score or feeling yeah, like, yeah, it just, yeah, it just doesn't, it just doesn't yeah. feel good. So um, that's how it works for us. I love that. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Yeah. All right. So we're going kind of into past logistics and into kind of the messier part of all this. So yeah. 
Um, the feels. The, all feels. the feels. And yeah. one of the big feels is guilt and mom guilt, yeah. which all moms are subject to. Um, but in particular with kind of divorced moms, single moms, um, the holidays and guilt go hand in hand. So how has that played out for you? Yeah. So our first Christmas separated, I know we went overboard. We, we acknowledged it like. Meaning with did, the gifts like you, you yeah. spoiled. Yeah. The parent we spoiled. We went, yeah. we did the parent guilt, the divorce parent guilt Christmas and. And it, some of it was guilt. Some of it, honestly, was that we weren't communicating very well about gifts and stuff yet. So we were both just buying a bunch of crap. You and didn't then, have your like, spreadsheet ready. We didn't have our spreadsheet yet. Yeah. So we kind of then we went back and realized how much overboard we'd gone. But we just didn't have the heart to return anything. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. And I think that's I think that could be part of the process. Like we've talked about this before. It's one thing to not set a precedent of going way overboard. But if you like the one Christmas when everyone's feeling kind of rotten anyway, yeah. like I think it's OK. Yep. Just allow yourself like give yourself some grace and allow yourself. Um, for that to be part of the process, if it is. And this is our third Christmas separated. I think we've gotten back to a normal plan. In fact, I think this year we both have financial goals that we're working on right now. And I think we've decided to even kind of go a little more Spartan than mm -hmm. we usually would. Not to a, a point the kids would necessarily notice. I think we're just going to be careful not mindful. to like, yeah, just mindful and, and careful. Like I have a, a tendency to go overboard on stocking stuffers that like the kids really don't care yes. about and like stuff like that, like the little stuff. I, I think that we're just going to try to like kind of keep it under control this year. Um, you know, the guilt was pretty bad the first year, but it gets better. And as a side note, in general, I'm finding that the two year mark has felt like a turning point mm -hmm. of sorts in many ways. Like emotionally for sure but just like a lot of things are kind of starting to work themselves out and the funny thing is I had heard that all along like people kept saying two years and two years mm -hmm. your life is going to feel totally different two years you're going to feel like yourself again like I had heard all that but I was kind of hopeful like I'd be the outlier <laughs> who would be like oh I got all my crap together in six months and <laughs> I don't know maybe this is just one of those things that's just true yeah universe like yeah. more or less universally I know it's going to take some people longer and some people probably do get it together sooner but for me there was like a marked like when I hit like September the two-year September mark it was kind of like oh mm -hmm. oh I'm like alive again like it's yeah. just yeah uh really it's it's it takes time mm -hmm. I know that's such a cliche but it does and it'll take time to get your holidays back on track too like it's mm -hmm. gonna take time to just figure this all out and, and some guilt is normal um I would say if you're feeling really guilty about what you can't do for your kids or give your kids because of financial constraints or like lifestyle changes, or maybe because you're just not physically with them as mm -hmm. much. Um, I just, I don't know. I remember some of my poorest Christmases growing up after my parents divorced, they both took a financial hit. And some of those were like the most magical and fun. Like in particular, I remember this year we went out in the woods and cut down a tree. Um, I think I was eight. I don't know if we were that broke or if my mom just was putting on her adventure mom boots or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but I remember it like an adventure. Like mm -hmm. I remember that. And I remember putting the tree up and putting like tons of tinsel on it because it was this like total Charlie Brown tree and <laughs> had to be filled out. I remember it was terrible cutting it down. It took like way longer than we thought. I think we had a friend from church there, like, but my mom is swinging an ax. She doesn't oh know how to cut gosh. a tree down. Like we had to go home and drink like a gallon of hot cocoa because we were frozen. So, but those are, those stand out to me as like really positive memories. And also like, those kind of resilient stories mm -hmm. that you, you know, you like to think about and so much about of parenting and family life. We've talked about this yeah. is like telling that story. Like what is your family's story? Yeah. And so much of your kids experience of the holiday and their memories of the holidays is going to come from the, the tone you set yeah. and the story you tell. So it might take some creativity. If you don't have money, it's going to take creativity. Mm -hmm. If you don't have time, it might take money and creativity. Like yeah. whatever it is, like you, you might have only one of the three things mm -hmm. or four things you need 
So whatever resource you have, like lean on that Mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I know it's so cliche, but like kids really are resilient. They they are. They really are going to be okay. And they're still going to have great memories and they're still going to have fun. And if the guilt is like getting so bad, you're not enjoying the holiday, like maybe talk to a divorced or single friend or, you know, a therapist, if that's something that you can handle or something like that. Because I just think that like this experience is so universal. Um, and we all tend to blow things up when it's our experience. But then mm-hmm. when you take the meta view mm-hmm. and the big picture, you realize like, this is like part of the, this is like part of the collective consciousness. It like, is. This is something everyone has some has been touched by in some way. Yeah. And if you think about like the adult that you're hoping to raise in theory and every, I don't know everyone's situation, but in theory, the divorce is hope, hopefully going to build a better more stable life for these kids because the marriage wasn't providing that. Right. right like, it, right. and I, ideally this is ultimately working toward happier mom. part of that. Right? right. So like, if you think about the adults that you're hoping to raise this holiday or this season of life, however hard is part of what's getting them through to this place that you really think is a better place. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, it's, totally. It's a really crappy part of something that is moving in a direction that is in a lot of cases, a better direction, a better direction. And and also I think it's a real opportunity for you to look and say, what is really important to me? And maybe you've been doing, maybe you've been going along with things that you don't even want to do with the holiday. Maybe you've been like letting someone else, um, or a dyna- a bad dynamic kind of color and flavor, how your holiday feels. And like, now you have the control you're in the driver's yeah. seat and there's like a lot that, that could be fun that took that a while be, for you right like to yeah. kind of embrace that like yeah it did yeah I mean but it just and it, it's still a work in progress because I do I tend to cling a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. um but it you know it's it's like you can look at this and go I'm strong enough to do this on my own if I have to or I don't have as much money as I did how creative can I be how resourceful can I be like how can I pull this off and I think you can get a lot of pride out of that yeah. and like a lot of um there's just a lot of satisfaction to be had in like overcoming an obstacle yes, agreed. and having a great result on the other end. And I think if you approach it that way, rather than focusing on what you can't do or what used to be a certain way and isn't anymore, then you're just going to feel better about yeah. it. And that's not a, a panacea. It doesn't no. solve everything, but it no. helps. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, speaking of hard feelings, um, yeah. let's talk about sadness because yeah. it's not, you can't get through this without feeling sad. Yeah. So how has that played out for you? Well, I, I, like, I've been talking about change and embracing it and all that, but like, I find myself getting weepy over really, not silly things. Like I will, I will find myself so flexible and so able to give up anything almost Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can do that. You want this weekend? That's fine. You can have it. Or like, I can't do this anymore, but like the, like little things. So like, for example, the kids possibly not spending Christmas Eve under my roof makes me want to ball. Like, Mm -hmm. I just can't even think about it now. Why? Is that because I'm deciding that that is the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's because that was always the part that felt the most momish. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's always the part where I would be like up late. Like, you know, you had to kind of wait. Sometimes I'd fall asleep and get back up. Yeah. And go out and set everything up and like all that kind of stuff. And and it hasn't happened yet, but it's likely at some point it will. And just like we talked about at some point, I'm going to go to bed on Christmas Eve and there's not going to be a kid under my roof regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I was divorced or not at some point. Yeah. Unless none of my kids ever move out. <laughs> um, I will not have the same Christmas Eve I had when they were 12, you know, 10, what ages, six, four and yeah. a baby. Like, like those, it's all going to change anyway. And so this is an opportunity for me to kind of like start transitioning now. Um, 
but I don't know. Like one thing I'm trying to do is just not dig my heels in so hard over things that don't matter to me. So, um, for example, like giving up Christmas day, isn't really that big of a deal to me. Um, it's kind of funny. I've always, I've always been like super into Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. And then half the time I go to my room and take a nap mm-hmm. after, because I'm like exhausted, but like all the lead up mm-hmm. and then it's kind of over. So like, it wasn't a big deal for me to be like, yeah, you can have Christmas day. John can have Christmas day into eternity for all I care. Mm-hmm. Um, usually like this year, I usually do the weekend after Thanksgiving with my family at my sister's house. But this year he wanted to take the boys to a concert. So I wound up taking my, going to my sister's a day earlier than usual. And then we cut the visit a little bit short to accommodate, you know, his plans. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thrilled about it honestly. But in the end, I really didn't care that much. And I kind of thought, well, a little goodwill might go a long way. And me continuing to get to do the stuff that I really want to do that's really important to me. And I know like sometimes that's not the case, Mm -hmm. but I really think unless like your ex is like a sociopath or if your relationship is really, really toxic, showing some flexibility and goodwill makes it that much more likely the other person will do the same. And so while I know I'm going to have to give some stuff up at some point, I'm hopeful that we'll just continue to be generous when we can. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, Have you had to actually be alone then on Mm -hmm. the holidays yet? No, Um, not alone. Okay. I'm trying to think. I know that like last year on Thanksgiving, I only went to his house for a couple of hours and then I left. Okay. And I was fine with that. That was totally fine with me. Um, And then last year on Christmas Day, I was not with the kids, but I was with my sister and her family. Yeah. Um, I think I would, you know, again, like, I don't care that much about Christmas day. Honestly, I could see myself taking a nap alone on Christmas day <laughs> and playing with whatever I got or whatever and being okay with that. Like, and I, especially I if you'd had the time, the, if your bucket right. had been filled with the last it, 24 hours. Exactly. So I haven't had to do that. I know that like, that's going to happen at some point. Um, and I'm, it, whether I'm alone or not, I will not be with at some point. I'm sure. I will not be with my kids on the holiday. And that's something I'm just kind of going to have to prepare for. I guess one thing I would, uh, that I'm trying to remind myself, because I know this is easier said than done, is that for me, Christmas can be any day I decide it is. Yeah. So like Christmas can be the 23rd. Christmas can be the 26th. I certainly remember doing that with my dad growing Mm -hmm. up, like having Christmas on a different day. Um, I know that can be so tough when you know the rest of the world is celebrating something and you aren't though. It's just, it's just. Hard. But I think it, so I have something to add here as um, someone who, who has observed my husband's family because his parents, he was eight and his, he and his sister were eight and four when their parents divorced. So, um, you know, most of his growing up was separate Christmases and he would spend, you know, the big, big family Christmas in Connecticut. And then at some point they would fly to Chicago. So not only were they divorced, but they were out of state after the yeah. first, maybe a year and a half, two years, his dad stuck around Connecticut, but then he went back to Chicago where he was from. So Brian and Lindsay would fly to Chicago um, kind of on their own. They started flying, you know, unaccompanied minors when they were probably 10 and six. And Christmas would be whenever it would be. And I think that that has made him so much he has so much like joy and flexibility in the holidays. Like it's kind of all fun and gift giving is really fun for him, but there's very little attachment to like, it's gotta be this day. And that's even come up in our marriage sometimes where I'm like, well, we have to give this on this day or like, you can't open that yet. It'll happen. Like, um, even birthdays sometimes like something will come and I'll say, no, we have to save all the presents for the one day. And he's like, why? Like, it's just the the celebration is when it happens. And I do think that came from growing up and it's always been a positive thing for him. So I think it's probably really hard to transition to that mindset, yes. but 
it's not a bad mindset to have. Like it's, it's really true. If you think about it, like gift exchanges can happen any day. That's so true. And I think that, I think for me, if, if I'm faced with that, I, and when I'm faced with that, I think that I'll just have to come up with a way to make that day special of its own right. Even though my kids aren't there. So that it doesn't feel like some, like, like I'm just waiting around. Sure. You would not want to just empty, like you wouldn't (laughs) want to not fill it with something else. That would be sad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it wouldn't be like super traditional Christmas stuff, or maybe I would come up with my own, like my own Christmas um, ritual or my own Christmas routines and, and traditions that are just the stuff that I do when the kids aren't around. I don't know yet. It hasn't been something that I've had to face. Um, but like, I, I like, I like that idea of sometimes when you, when you're a kid and you are faced with um, disruptions and things not always going according to a calendar, I think you do grow up more flexible. Mm-hmm. And I, I've witnessed that. And I think I'm really flexible for that reason. A lot of the times and Christmas Eve is just what my like little hang up. Yeah, no, we all have our, we have our things. We, we all have our yeah. things. Um, but speaking of, you know, like being alone in the holidays, we've actually got Kristen from Cool Mom Picks and from the podcast Spawn with Kristen and Liz. And she actually switches off holidays every year. So here's, here's her tip for handling those separations. Hey, it's Kristen from CoolMomPicks.com and the podcast Spawned with Kristen and Liz. I just wanted to talk a little bit about being a divorced parent at the holidays because I know it can be a really challenging time. One of the things that I learned is to make sure I have things planned on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve if I know I'm not going to be with my kids. I alternate every other year with my ex and the first year I decided to go away because I just couldn't bear being home without my kids on Christmas. It's definitely gotten easier, but it still hits me hard every year. I've just gotten better at planning to be around friends and family. I try to keep myself busy and I try to plan fun things for us all to do together on my holiday, which when I don't have them for Christmas is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Anyway, I hope that helps. Thanks so much for listening. The Mom Hour is one of my favorite podcasts, and I hope you'll pop over and check out Spawned with Kristen and Liz. Yeah, I love that from Kristen. And she has four kids. So like you, yeah. it's it's a big difference. Like it's a full house or yes, an empty house. So an I, empty th- house. Yes. I thought that was um, really insightful. Okay, so we also got a really good question from Sage on Instagram that I'm hoping you can speak to, Megan. And the, the basic idea is that your ex has existing relationships with the entire extended family unit, and you may have relationships with your in-laws. So we have all these in-law relationships that are now, are they no longer relationships or like, how does this play out? Yeah, this is, this is tough. Like I know for myself, like um, we were married so long and I I had, I felt like I had a good relationship with my now ex-in-laws, but John was really close with my family. Mm -hmm. Like I really felt like my siblings became like his siblings. um, And we spent a lot of time all together. So in some ways, I think just making room for those yeah. relationships to continue. Like, I don't feel like I really had to do much um, besides make it clear that, like, that was fine with me. For yeah. Him to continue to have relationships with those people. Yeah. Now, it's easy for him to still continue to see my brother. And my brother lives in the same town as us. The kids go to the same schools. Like, that's easy. But, like, what about the other ones? And yeah. I've tried to facilitate it in small ways when I can, but still put boundaries around it. Yeah. So, like, a few ways I've done that. Um, I still refer to... Uncle John, when mm-hmm. I'm around nieces and nephews, I still, you know, if there's a story that includes Uncle John, I don't cut him out of yeah. it. I don't not refer to him as Uncle John anymore. Yeah. Everyone, he's still their uncle. Um, I have 
made sure certain family events kind of that there's an open invitation extended to him. And there's often a lot of like kind of behind the scenes shuffling and people Mm -hmm. texting me madly to make sure it's okay with me. And I usually make it pretty clear when it's like, yeah, this is invite John to this. Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, But then I draw a boundary around it. Like, for example, we just did Thanksgiving. He was at my sister's house on Thanksgiving day with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I booked myself a hotel room Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I thought I might want to escape. And I got there a little bit later than I would have otherwise, because I just didn't know how I would feel about that. Um, But it was like a big family event. There were people who didn't know both of us. It was kind of funny because I think my sister's boyfriend's parents got really confused and thought we were (laughs) like, because we walked in kind of around the same time with a bunch of kids who are both of our kids. Uh, But it's just not a big deal. I guess we just try not to make it a big deal. Um, Yeah. But I'd also like to be able to like eventually like invite my own boyfriend to family events without feeling uncomfortable. So like or and I also want to enjoy some family time with my siblings, not around my ex, because there can start to feel they can start to feel like this bizarro world version of how things used to be. Sure, because it's the same people under the same roof. Only things are totally different. Same traditions, same routines. Everyone's having the same conversations. We're all laughing about the same stuff. But like we're not together anymore. Yeah. it can start to feel a, like a little much. Yeah. I found myself actually getting really tired. Mm-hmm. Like just, I was exhausted and ready to go to bed at like nine, which is pretty unusual for me mm-hmm. on a holiday with all my family. But because I had also planned to spend the entire next day and night there and got to bring my guy to mm-hmm. that, like I was okay with that. I was yeah. like, it's all right. I'll go spend a couple of hours. I'm going to bail. Yeah. And he gets what he needs and I get what I need. And, yeah. and it was fine it's, yeah it's a little bit of a taking one for the team kind of a thing yeah, um, yeah. and we've done it like J- uh, Isaac's graduation last year same thing like there was a lot of extended family and we were all under one roof and like after like three hours I was done and mm-hmm. it's not because I don't get along with John it's just the whole thing becomes it just, just is, yeah a much. I, I can totally see that but it's but it's it's fine and it's worth it and I think it's good for the kids to see that you can do that so that's how we've handled that I, but that I mean that is so personal like yeah. I guess with within whatever limitations you have and whatever your relationship is with either your ex um, and his family or between you and your ex or between your ex and your family, Mm -hmm. like just facilitate when you can make room, but also take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's really, really good advice. You summed it up really well. I was just, it was occurring to me that the, the part of this that we haven't really covered and I'd love to hear from listeners and maybe in the future, there's even a follow-up episode, but if you are a mom of little kids navigating um, your own divorced parents as grandparents, do you know what I mean? Mm. So like you're the mom, you're maybe married, um, but you have now divorced parents, maybe on both sides, your kids now have double the grandparents. My kids have had this a little, although they only had one step only Brian's dad remarried um and then his dad passed away so they have two grandmas on that side of one they have three total grandmothers <laughs> um yeah. and it's never really caused any stress on our side but if everybody's living in the same town you've got to choose where to go to Christmas dinner or who to go to church with like that can be so much pressure for you now yes. as the mom deciding and we we never stop being kids right like we right. never stop being our parents' kids. So that's like a whole, a whole other layer that I know applies to a lot of our listeners. And I think, you know, what's so funny, Megan, is I think the advice is the same. You just said it. You said, um, be flexible, but create boundaries and something else. Leave space. It was so good. Yeah. I said to uh, make room for it. Yes. And facilitate how you can, but put boundaries. Yes. And I think that, I think that applies to so many things, but, um, we always, 
Oh, also go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we always love hearing people's different stories. And I think for a lot of people, this is going to bring up stuff like either yeah. from their own growing up or how they hope to raise their families. But um, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. In a, in a situation I have no experience with yet or, and maybe never will is combining sets of kids yeah. on the holidays um, or even bringing a step parent into that. And who knows, like maybe that'll be a future episode. Um, but would also love to hear from listeners about that. Like, yeah. you know, if you've, if you've got little kids and then you marry someone who has little kids, that's, it's a lot of years you're going to be combining yep. families who might be coming and going at different times. Yeah, too. exactly. Like, so yeah. yeah, you might, you might have like the arrangement with your ex might be that you've got them this year, but like your new husband has them, his yeah. kids next year or whatever it is. So like, I, I'm really curious practically how people handle that. Yeah. Stuff. Yep. No, there's definitely, there's a lot more here. So someday future. Um, well, Megan, thank you for being so open and talking so yeah, much. Of I feel like I, I kind of got to sit back for this one, but I think it was really helpful. Um, let's see. Did we, if we link to anything, we will, because we talked about a couple of past episodes and we'll of course link up Spawned with Kristen and Liz and thank them for their contributions. Thanks, so guys. all of that will be at themomhour.com. Just look for our holiday specials. This was number three this year in our holiday bonus episodes. And we will be back with you guys on Tuesday. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.